Welcome to the Working Within Podcast, a podcast dedicated to your spiritual growth, well-being, and awareness. I'm Charlene, your favorite wellness podcasters, Scorpio and Gemini. Keep listening if you're looking for an extra supplement to help you reflect on your relationship with yourself and others, or keep you inspired and fearless about the possibilities for your own life. This season, you can look forward to topics like self-esteem, body consciousness, astrology and daily life, empowerment, law of attraction, and so much more all with the goal of keeping you inspired and in the know. For more information, you can always connect with us at the Working Within Instagram or our website, workingwithin.net, to see our service offerings. Thank you all for your reviews, likes, and shares. And if you'd like to become a monthly supporter, you can click the link in our episode description. We look forward to building a community with you. Ah, yes, the most special thank you to my listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Working Within podcast, season dos. Thank you. This week is going to be so chatty. I mean, it's a podcast, so I guess things are always chatty technically, but I'm really excited to be having my dear buddy Noha come on the show to talk with you, me, us about self-worth, self-compassion, grind culture, and how we can all treat ourselves a little better amidst, you know, work and tasks and just the constant chug of what can be life at times. Noha and I have gotten to know each other over the past year and she is a Colorado buddy. Shout out to Colorado. And it's been so cool to just learn from her, but also to have someone to talk about self-care with has been really valuable while I've been here. And so we decided to record a podcast show about it, podcast episode, uh, because we think that these types of conversations, um, like just like all the other conversations we try to have on the show are really important to uplift and make available to more people. Uh, So hopefully your own brain and thoughts and wants are a bit triggered (laughs) by the conversations and experiences that we share on the show. Um, And I would just say, I'm sure I've talked about this in many different ways as I tend to do (laughs) when I talk uh, on the show season one and in season two. But this has been a practice like self-love amidst wanting to work a lot, which I just have the natural tendency for, um, has been something I've been workshopping in my own life for like the past three years. Uh, But I am grateful that I at least now have awareness uh, for what (laughs) what it looks like when I am taking care of myself and when I'm not. Uh, And I think I even probably uh, talk about this later in the show here. But, you know, this is something... I was just raised to not really prioritize and and that is for good reason. My parents worked very hard um, because they had to, uh, to make a life for themselves. And, you know, they instilled that in their two beautiful kids, um, obviously. Uh, And so I grew up with a huge respect for work ethic. It just wasn't even a question for me growing up. And now I pay the price of that, like having a really intense, almost overbearing commitment to my work, whether personal or professional, in a way that can be harmful because I'm not taking breaks enough in college. I would like not eat sometimes. I mean, truly, there were just some sacrifices I was too ready to make 
to get something done or to hit some goal um, because I'm obsessively goal oriented. But that's another conversation for another time. And so just talking to Noha, it's always a great reminder to put myself first a bit more because there's nothing wrong with that. And who else will do that if not you, right? While also respecting the commitment and the challenge and the ultimate like grind that can come from wanting to do a lot in a short amount of time. And so anyway, you, you'll hear us wrestle with that in this episode. I'm really grateful that she wanted to come on the show. Um, and hopefully, you know, this might not be the, the last of her. So anyway, if you want to hear us unpack how we deal with our workhorse personalities <laughs> while also making time for facials and sleep and alone time and creativity, then keep on listening. We are so excited to be recording an episode of Working Within for y'all today. Um, my dear buddy Noha is here. She will be dropping her wisdom, but I don't want to speak too much. Um, I would love to have her introduce herself to the fans. Hello, I am Noha Ikea. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And because this is Working Within, I got to do my big three. Yes. I am... A Gemini sun, Libra rising, Libra moon. So a lot oh of air. God. There's so much Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everyone is Libra. Okay, everyone, Noha's birthday just passed. So tell her happy birthday. Even though you'll hear this like months after we recorded, but still, <laughs> everyone say happy birthday, Noha. Can I just say again, I'm really excited? I am too. I also just want to tell everyone who's listening to buckle up because you have a couple. <laughs> A Gemini is here during Gemini season, during. so we're going to be all over the place, but it'll literally. be great. <laughs> literally all over the place. In fact, before we even start recording, I was all over the place, so this will be good. Um, today, we are going to be talking about self-love with a twist, talking about self-love and also grind culture and what that does or doesn't do to our self-love practices, how important they are, all that good stuff. And it's really ironic because Noha and I actually met at work. But yeah, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get started. We'll dive in. Uh, I guess first, what does this topic bring to mind for you, Noha? I can also go. Oh, well, I want to know what it brings to mind for you first. OMG. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Um, Count how many times I try to flip the script and become the host. (laughs) Take a drink each time. (laughs) No, literally, Gemini and Libra. Okay. (laughs) What does it bring to mind? Well, I just think, you know, very early, I did not know. So self-love practices are something very new to me. That's what I Mm. should say. And before I started to introduce them into my life, I was pretty miserable. (laughs) So that's that's what it brings to mind for me. Um, And it also comes to mind some job choices I made that helped me have more self-love practices. It brings up how college was for me. Those are some of the things. What about you? Mm, Yeah. I feel like for me, in typical fashion, uh, (laughs) it brings up my childhood. Um, I just think about growing up in an immigrant family where the undertone was you're loved, so we don't have to tell it to you. Mm. And thus... We're going to tell you all the things that you can do better and how you can be better and how you can grow and just contribute because you are so loved. 
But the like actual loving practices were not always something that came natural to my family and thus also did not really come naturally to me mm. when I was younger. It felt like very indulgent mm. to do anything that was too focused on myself. Indulgent. And Sorry, so <laughs> it has definitely been a long journey um, to be able to introduce more of the practices and also just kind of realize that this is a big, beautiful world we live in, but it's also really harsh. Yeah. And if you don't love yourself um, and take care of yourself and be in a relationship with yourself, yeah. other people aren't really going to be able to do that for you either because they're just trying to do it for themselves. Yes. And I think when we just try to, at least for me, I always thought I need to get that affirmation and love from those around me. Mm. And it has been a really great, but once again, long journey to move more toward filling my own cup. Yeah, filling our own cup, like the Ace of Cups. And I appreciate you speaking for yourself, but I would love to just enter a broad statement to the chat that I feel like we're taught to mm. try to get affirmation and validation from others. And part of that, like that model is what fuels capitalism, LOL. But <laughs> like wanting to get the validation, wanting to work for something bigger than you, ultimately the bigger than you think can be your academic institution. It can be your um the institution that you work it can be the people and kids that you serve like it's just there's a huge focus on work in this modern u.s society at least western world that is you know can really be draining of those self-love practices and what you said about childhood that really resonates i think you know at no fault of my parents um they you know didn't know what loving practices were when they were growing up they grew up really 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 fast before they even do themselves. So, of course, mm -hmm. it's not natural for them to um, try to introduce self-love practices. What is natural, though, is trying to get their daughter to work really hard. Right. So that she can be successful mm -hmm. and have a great life. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. For sure. And I think the other thing that became very clear to me, um, going to business school mm -hmm. and <laughs> better oh, understanding <laughs> uh, capitalism and watching those around me go off into the world to grease the wheels of capitalism um, was that we also really often conflate our worth with Ooh. our utility. Ooh. Like I'm only good if I'm useful to those around me. I'm Ooh. only good if those around me appreciate me and see me. And maybe I, once again, I think that's a little universal. It could it's, just be yeah. my Virgo, my Chiron oh and Virgo. Chiron <laughs> and Virgo, y'all. I'm a... Oh um, budding astrologer yes, under the is. supervision of our dear friend here Charlie um <laughs> but I do think that that is that has been the that was the long thing that took me the longest to mm -hmm. really see and start unpacking was mm -hmm. wow even in the small ways of like I go over to a friend's house and the first thing I ask is how can I help you like how can I help serve dinner how can I help do this like mm -hmm. what I think that inclination of all of us to want to feel a connection through mm -hmm being useful to others yeah. um, is also something that really can damage our sense of worth yeah. and thus um, really require yeah. self-love to, to heal. Yeah. Man, that's so real. Being useful, maximizing my utility. Yeah. Working as hard as I can. In fact, and let me just be really honest about this. I'm still a workaholic. Like... <laughs> Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, obviously, this conversation is part 
you know, wanting to get insight for ourselves, part wanting to share our experiences with y'all, part wanting to drive a point home, and still works in progress. So, <laughs> anyway, Noah's comments are just making me realize, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm so preoccupied with how much I can get done in a day. In fact, when Noah got here, I was still doing stuff, like, <laughs> trying to maximize my time. That's so unrealistic and can be really, really harmful when it goes unchecked. Luckily, I'm aware now, and I, like, for instance, yesterday I just laid in bed all day, but still, um, it's something, you know, not basing my worth on productivity and how much I can do and do for others. And it's something I have to remind myself often. So, yeah. Plus one. I was just, I was just telling Charlie how I was literally working for our company yesterday on a weekend and not really because I had to, but because, you know, I felt bad that I didn't get as far as I should have last week, Mm. should have in quotes. I worked plenty last week. You worked plenty. Um, And I think, yeah, I think for me, particularly when it comes to work and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this when we get into the grind is I care a lot about those I work with Mm -hmm. and what those, what those I work with think of me. And um, it's more about doing work so that those that I work with have less to do or, um, you know, we are all moving forward more quickly. Um, Mm. And I think that's also something that plays into grind culture. And I cloud with the idea of, oh, it's really about relationship and being connected with others. But once again, it's me trying to to connect with others because I'm useful to them. Yeah. And I just want to bring out the part of that that's so beautiful because Noha is a really relationship-driven person and that I think that is why we're buddies and I'm very grateful for that. And I just wish, you know, that our lives didn't become so demanding and work sometimes so demanding that, you know, the way we do connect with others is by working better together, which means working longer, working more efficiently. Um, And that's how it translates in the work world. Um, Yeah, it's a balance for sure. Oof. All right. Where should we jump off to? (laughs) Where should we go? Should we talk about self-love practices and like what it looks like to actually? Yeah, I feel like we partially unpacked the grind so we can pivot a little. Or we can go into the grind. Should we? Let's dive into the grind, Charlene. I want to hear from you. How would you describe or define Oh my, hey, look, there she goes again. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. The grind. I just think it is basically that nothing is ever good enough. Mm. Nothing is ever done. And and what that creates is burnout. Like, simply. Simply, it creates burnout. It creates insecurity, which fuels the burnout because you're trying to like make yourself feel more secure through your work or I should speak for myself trying to make myself feel more secure through the work by feeling insecure by feeling like it's never good enough um and that's partially internalized belief it's partially feedback it's partially Mm -hmm. yeah wanting to do the best like it's there are a lot of forces there and then there's always more work to do that's always that's just the case yeah. everywhere like even i was telling you how like adulting like oh my gosh i'm running around trying to place a groceries order and <laughs> like that's a lot <laughs> among like trying to run a business like hang out with friends Casually. work full time yeah <laughs> like that's a lot going on so anyway that is those are the two pieces two buckets <laughs> to be a consultant about yeah. <laughs> But no, how would you define crying culture? Yeah, I I would just plus one everything you said. Um, I think 
particularly what you described around like it never being enough and there always being more really resonates. Uh, (laughs) My first moment really unpacking that for myself was when I watched uh, or I guess not watch, but listen to Hamilton for the first time. Mm, the yes. like strong themes of being enough and mm-hmm. never being satisfied mm. is I think just like the core of the tension of grind culture is. And I think it, it's you named and I think this is true for many people it being self-driven. Like mm. I think I could do better. Like this is better for me. And I think particularly for you, like the work that you're doing to build your business, the grind there is real because like you're building a vision and you're building what your your future, which is amazing. And oh, I think thanks, probably buddy. worth grinding on. Mm. Um, for me, the challenge is when the grind is imposed on me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> by others and by other people's insecurity, by other mm. people's drive to want to succeed to some unattainable or undefined mm-hmm. state abstract A-F. the abstract yeah. <laughs> and i think that's honestly too for folks and i'll put myself in this category who haven't quite figured out like what is it that i want to do mm. um or what is it that i want to achieve or what is it that i want to see put out into the world because of the work that i do mm-hmm. um if you don't really have that north star like an idea of what that is the north node the north node no one knows y'all don't let her fool you <laughs> she knows um i think it's so easy to fall into the like the force i guess or the energy of the mm. grind is like yeah you just end up climbing a ladder mm-hmm. and when i was graduating college mm-hmm. you know one of those big transition mo- moments in mm-hmm. your life i had a coach who was talking to me and we were talking about my next steps and the transition and everything and she said something that has stuck with me forever, which was, um, Noha, just be really careful that you don't spend all of your energy climbing up the ladder mm. without paying attention to what wall the ladder is against. Mm. And I think that's the, like, for young people who just want to hustle and, like, you know, achieve yeah. and just do something. It's so easy for us to just, like, get caught into the, like, I'm going to go upward somewhere. Yeah. And then we're going to crash into a midlife crisis when <laughs> you don't realize that that ladder was up the walls of someone else's north star exactly and so yeah i think that that's a big challenge with the grind and i think the other one for me is going back to that sense of self-worth and like what like i want others around me to see me as competent and good and useful we do uh, more than that too (laughs) more than that and so you just like get i get caught up into the grind and just the more that I do, the more that people will see that I'm valuable. And that's just something you got to break. <sighs> you said that so well. Isn't Yeah. But I'm curious to get your perspective as someone who actually... <laughs> um, the cat is here with us, y'all. That's why. <laughs> well, I was going to say, as someone who actually has something they're working toward that's meaningful. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but we can unpack that later. But anyway, <laughs> I, I hinted at something earlier of like, the grind can be worth it mm-hmm. in certain areas of life. And I'm yeah. curious if that resonates or how you think about that. Because I imagine that even as you're building something you're passionate about and something that you want to see be successful beyond your wildest dreams. Beyond. Oh, my gosh. I just had a moment about that yesterday with my dad. Ooh. My mom. Yeah. Love it. Sorry. But I feel like you still, while it's worth grinding on, boundaries are important. Yes. 
And so I'm curious to hear any reflections or thoughts you have on that of like, how does the grind look different when you're working on working within? Oh, versus... I'm obsessed with working within. It is an obsession of mine. I engineered the obsession, honestly. Um, mm. Because look, I'm not gonna go into the origin story, but the Sparks Knows version is that, look, it just became something people were asking for. And I was like, okay, let me just do this. And then it was confirmed by my astrologer that I should do stuff like this. So now we're here. Um, and then, you know, just listening to mentors and I took this entrepreneurship class, they were like, hey, like if you want this to be successful, it's gonna have to be something you are obsessed with. And I was like, hey, I'm great at that. I'm a Scorpio, I get addicted <laughs> to everything. So um, I think I just engineered the, the obsession. I think I'm always fueled by working on working within. I think what becomes difficult is balancing the responsibilities and the growth that's honestly coming with working within, which I'm so grateful for, so excited about with my full-time responsibilities, with taking care of the cat, with taking care of my home, because I live here alone and like, this is low-key at home. So like, <laughs> um, I, it is so worth it to me, um, especially in the subtle moments. For instance, working within got its first like, hate and I say in parentheses comment. And I was like, oh my God, that's a milestone. You know what I mean? Because that means there's enough attention that there's controversy, like that's a good thing. Um, I learned that from the Allegedly podcast, shout out to y'all. But um, just, you know, hiring someone like that is something now I, that is on my calendar as well um, to talk through. And it's always worth it. But it I will not say that I don't get exhausted. Totally. I get really exhausted really often. And I know I have to do it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just has to get done. I'm really excited about what can come from it. So it's so rewarding. But I think, you know, what makes this even possible, like me working this much, is I was raised a workaholic. So, like, mm. we can unpack that. Like, I truly was. I, From very young, I was taught to excel in my classes. I was taught to be an adult very young. Um, or I wouldn't say taught, but I was around adults most of my childhood and not kids. So mm-hmm. I learned, you know, it was just all of that mixed together. And now I'm 22 trying to... <laughs> 22 anyway so i have that crisis every day but yeah um anyway that's that's my rambly answer i love it no i think that's so powerful the grind is worth it when you're like energized by it you know you're obsessed (laughs) yeah like you said it doesn't negate the fact that it's exhausting Exhausting. it still like we said earlier requires boundaries but yeah if you're grinding on something that is not bringing you that type of energy or fulfillment Mm mm-hmm your ladder is probably on the wrong wall. Yeah. And if you want to know where your ladder should be going, look at your North Node, everybody. North Node and your Midheaven, which is the Midheaven is the MC or the beginning of your 10th house. Just a small astro tip. But for you, Noha, when you're feeling like you are grinding and you need an energy restoration, like how do you navigate that when you're feeling really tired? And I know I've talked to you in those moments, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is going to come, you know, hindsight 2020. Isn't that <laughs> something people say? Yes. Um, so Charlie's seen the, the meltdown moment of it. Um, but I would say, yeah, I think first and foremost, something we need to elevate and celebrate. Mm. Elevate and celebrate. Is rest. Rest is something that is so underrated. I think particularly as I can speak for myself as a woman of color that feels like I need to show everyone that I'm capable and competent Mm. and uh, able to do so much more than they bargained for. Yeah. Um, 
uh, it's really hard to prioritize or create space for rest. Like it yeah. feels like I can't take on the world and conquer all of the things that I want to do if I'm spending time that's not dedicated toward that. But mm-hmm. I think we all know and recognize, and as we get older, the importance of rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just so important. And in addition to just having and understanding what those practices are for you yeah. that really do restore and allow you to feel rested. Mm-hmm. It's really important to carve out the time and making sure that there's like a commitment and accountability mm-hmm. mechanism to do so. So for me, um, that's typically yoga. Mm-hmm. That's typically um, facials. Yes. Um, Charlie has a beautiful candle lit right here. And I think that's like a small way for even me just to kind of get recentered on mm-hmm. my breath and like mm-hmm. focusing on what does it mean to actually be rested and centered um, and in, in a state of peace. Um, so I'm also a huge sleeper. Like I yes. love to sleep. I'll fall asleep at any time, <laughs> anywhere. It's really a gift. Um <laughs> But it definitely needs to go into check. So, like, if I'm really exhausted on the weekends, like, I can just sleep all day, which mm. is not the best. But I do think that having uh, Why a Why isn't it the best? Routine, I mean, I feel like sometimes <laughs> I sleep too much that what? I feel no like... Hot. You feel, like, groggy. Okay, you know, like, yeah. those days where yeah. you're like, wow, it's 3 p.m. And... <laughs> Um, let me exactly (laughs) and some of those days once in a while are like incredible you You know they're so beautiful you really need them yeah and then I think the last thing I would say is and Charlie knows this about me I am obsessed with food so even if it's like cooking a little something for myself or particularly like trying somewhere new um, to eat that really energizes me like it's not really rest necessarily Mm -hmm. but it like it's a recentering thing like I think I can always Re refocus on what's important when yeah. I'm eating good food and creating space to enjoy time to enjoy exactly and not be working because we've done that. <laughs> oh my gosh! And also another thing Noha does is she like really locates feelings in her body really well. So mm. if you're able to do that, you can kind of like send your breath. You know, there's a whole bunch of movement and just awareness practices that come with that that can restore balance. Yeah. And for the for those that are interested in that, I think also like unpacking why certain emotions land in certain parts of your body is also super helpful and just like reconnects you with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I can one example for me is if I feel an emotion and it is I feel it in my stomach, that typically is a trigger for me that like whatever I'm feeling is likely in contradiction with reality or my Mm. intuition Mm. um and that there's like there's tension there and that's Mm. when i feel it in my stomach so per the conversation we were just having around Mm self-worth like if i ever feel really insecure or feel really upset or frustrated with something that happened of like someone critiquing something i did Mm -hmm. or anything of that sort Mm -hmm. like i typically feel it in my stomach particularly if i know no that thing i did was bomb as and that person is <laughs> yes. just whack like, <laughs> feel that feeling of like oh yeah. i'm not enough or like i have more to grow or mm-hmm. whatever that you know insecurity however that manifests like i always feel it in my stomach like i know this isn't the right feeling but like mm-hmm. it's here and welcoming it and understanding it and letting it go yeah. i think is is something that i've worked a lot on as well yeah Ooh, is 
A1 as a self-love practice. <sighs> Y'all know I have it's a so cookie good. addiction. It's so good. <laughs> and my biggest issue, we're going to go on a little tangent here, friends. Okay. Um, with people who are like foodies or like really into food mm-hmm. is like, I feel like you can just really quickly move to the side of the spectrum of being like snobby and like mm. I only like eating the like fanciest things mm. or like handcraft artisanal whatevers <laughs> and I'm just like I'm a foodie in the sense of I like all types of food yeah. like sometimes I want like a really fancy thing other times like give me a burger a you burger. know what I mean and I just think that like having a bigger appreciation yeah. for the different types of foods and how like they're, they might not always be healthy but they do fuel us in different ways yes is really important um like don't talk to me about how i shouldn't eat refined carbohydrates because it's gonna get my oh insulin my up God. too quickly like no okay yes. sometimes i want my insulin to go up really right. quick right um sometimes so do i'm what you working need. really late and i just want some sweets like that's exactly. it exactly yeah no, exactly so what are some of your time. self-love practices, Charlie? Yeah, staying too busy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, I know. No, no, no. I think one is rest when I let myself. Now, Noha brought up a great point about how powerful rest is, how we need to elevate and celebrate it more. I echo and plus one that 1,000%. And I know that I don't elevate rest enough for myself. Like, I am too easily sacrificing my sleep for things like pretty much every day (laughs) and that's why you know I had that all day bed day yesterday which was really restorative for me but I think when I can I try to chill out another thing I like to journal every morning shout out to the artist way by Julia Cameron um that book has really helped me with my mind and also with my creativity and has just shown me, you know, to nurture my inner artist and inner creator, really. And the inner creator is what brought working within, by the way. To do that, you know, I need to make sure I have intentional time with my brain. And so that's journaling every morning. And, you know, I'll journal before work. And that really helps to set my energy for the day, despite whatever happens. And, you know, I set my energy when I wake up on the weekends. Like, I just had a really rough dream. And I journaled and now I feel better. So that's another long answer. <laughs> And then I think the last that I'll just mention here is alone time. I love alone time. I live alone. I spend most of my time alone in Colorado and it is wonderful for me um, because I'm very sensitive to energy, like very sensitive. And we can unpack that at a later date. (laughs) You know, it's up to me to have more boundaries, but that's not how I naturally am. So, um, yeah, it just really helps for me to like kind of be in my sanctuary and be at peace because for a, a long time I was just always so in tune with my environment and that was not healthy. The feelings of others. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's the core of empathy, you know, is like <laughs> feeling what other people feel. And while it can be wonderful, it's also Dream. quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why we get along though. Yeah. I think so. Okay, so where do you set boundaries and where are you learning to set more boundaries right now? Oh boy. You're asking the the one with two leave replacements. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is something that is super hard for me. Partially because like I said, you know, it's easy for me to name the ways in which I know that I connect my worth to my utility. Mm -hmm. And like, that's still the case like Mm -hmm. in my life. And it's something that I, you know, 
work on every day, but it is super important to me that uh, those around me feel connected. And while that connection is not based on utility, that's mm-hmm. like the easiest way, I think, for a lot of folks to feel that. Mm-hmm. So I would say I, but well, one of the ones that I think I imagine many folks experience as well is with family. Ooh, yeah. Um, I currently live with my family, my parents and my sister, and, um, I think that it is so easy, particularly for family to feel like, yes, Mm -hmm. to your time, to your, I guess mostly to your time, (laughs) (laughs) but like, yeah, I think that, um, it's really important to like take count of the impact that those in your family have on your energy and on your well-being mm-hmm. um, and understanding like the scenarios that are good um, and, you know, types of situations and environments that really build everyone up and then the ones that don't. And I think the thing that's really challenging with family as well is when there's different dynamics across the different members. Yes. And so that <laughs> has like residual impacts on you. Libra, Gemini, oh the social dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, that's one area that I think would be a lot better for me to set boundaries. I guess one in general, this is probably not the best place to be setting too many boundaries, but I do, which is with friends and like Mm. community. Mm -hmm. I'm very similar to Charlie in that I love my alone time. Mm -hmm. I love doing things by myself for the longest time. I'll just like go to restaurants and eat by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, like nice fancy restaurants. It's like my little treat myself um, <laughs> activity. And I love I love doing it. And people look at me like I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But it is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think just setting boundaries with others beyond my family to be like, I know when I'm ready to interact with other humans right. and not is um, one that has been really good for me. And I've definitely transitioned in my life from thinking I was very extroverted to being actually quite introverted. Mm -hmm. And so I think that boundary of like, no, this is this type of social interaction is definitely going to drain me. Yeah. um, Is one place that I've set better boundaries. This is like taboo, but yeah, setting boundaries with friends, like not picking up the phone, not like not your, your free time, not signaling your availability. That's a tough lesson to learn because it's not taught. Being a good friend means you're always available and always there and always have the energy to respond and always can hold the other person's problems or thoughts. That's a big one. Yeah, I think the big one there too is like, I've been I've been trying to work on this a lot, but like asking your friends for permission before you like emotionally dump on them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it's, yeah, one thing that I'm still working on Charlie knows. <laughs> but we all street, dude. Totally. Street. Totally. <laughs> um, and I think that's the thing that's nice is like you you always have your friends that like will bring you back into reality and like snap your energy out of whatever mood it's in. Um, so that's always helpful. Um, but yeah, people feel I don't know why, and I feel this too, but like why, why does sometimes when people communicate boundaries, like it feels like an attack or like a, yeah. not an attack, but like a rejection, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's something that we all yeah, unpack. I'll, I'll journal about that later. Yes. <laughs> it's because we're taught to take things personally because we're all living in our own world. So of course we're going to think everything's about us, but it's not. It's about them. Yeah. Everything is just about the, the other person. The more you understand that, 
We're philosophizing. Yeah. We've reached the point of the podcast where... Gemini's. You got two Gemini's. What do you want the listeners to take away the most from this conversation? I think what I'd love all the listeners to take away is a strong sense of the fact that they are special, unique, and inherently valuable for just who they are and how they show up every day on the good days and on the bad days. And that that is something that we must celebrate for ourselves and is hard to, but in the spirit of self-love, there really is, it is so important to treat ourselves as we treat others and sometimes better than we treat others. Yeah. Like it's really important to be in a relationship with yourself and be able to check in on yourself. And, you know, sometimes it'll feel indulgent, like I was saying earlier, Mm. but if you have someone in your life that checks in on you that way and loves you that way, that is a gift. Um, And for you to be able to give that out and that energy out to others, it's really important that you start with yourself. Um, And so any time that you spend on yourself is time well spent. Yeah. Um, Not just for you and your future, but for those around you and honestly the world. Yes. If you want to be indulgent about something, it should be yourself. Exactly. Like, don't be afraid of being selfish. Don't be afraid of being a narcissist. Like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. And when we think about being a good friend or being a good partner or whatever it is, like, it's not just being understanding and being dependable and being there for yourself, which is really important. But it's also being a cheerleader for that person and celebrating. And um, I think that's also something we have to do for ourselves as well, which often feels the most indulgent. And so, Charlie, you should give yourself more compliments. Oh, all right. We all should. We all should, though. We all should. It's not just about like. And you should believe the compliments, Noah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, 100%. But I think that's the thing is like, I feel like self love, it's so easy to be like, I should rest and I should get a facial and like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not always like, I'm going to wake up every morning and tell myself I'm a boss ass. Yeah. When I look at myself in the mirror. Which is. That it's true, right? And you've had so many wonderful humans come on this podcast and talk about manifesting and um, humans, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think if anything, all the listeners of this podcast have tons of ideas and thoughts and ways that they do that for themselves. But um, yeah, build yourself up. Uh, in addition to your self healing and self soothing practices, I think it's important to like. Push yourself forward um, as well. Yeah, be confident. Be that girl. I say girl with an O. Be gender inclusive. But no, you're like everyone. Yeah. The more that we are able to cater to ourselves, know ourselves, our needs, meet our own needs, the more we are able to push ourselves into alignment with what is for us. Mm. And I've only noticed the more that I pay attention to myself and give to myself, the more I can identify which opportunities, what future I want for myself, the things that will make me happy. And I think, you know, that's what all of us are looking for, right? The things that will keep us happy and how to be happy and have those lives that we all want. There's so much growth and opportunity to like live the life you want. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we all just 
actually take the time to understand ourselves and be with ourselves so that we know what that life is. Yeah. Um, so that you can go live it. Yeah. And not live the life that anyone else projected on you yes. or thinks that would be best for you yes. or um, taking on a life because of those that are around you and yes. wanting to be close to them. Like, I think it's really important to, to focus on ourselves so that way um, at the end of the day, by whatever metrics you use to measure the success of your life, like yeah. it'll be successful yeah. if you if you listen to yourself. Thanks, Noah. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't you guys love it? I know you're all grateful that Noah decided to join us on this episode today. What a great conversation. We will include Noah's social media in the description. You should absolutely reach out to her if, and I know this did happen, but if anything she said particularly resonated with you or you just like to talk to her about some of these themes, um, she loves conversation as indicated through all of her air placements. So um, let's talk. Yes, literally talk to her about self-love, about the grind culture, about where she is on her journey. We're both figuring it out as we go. But thank you for listening to us. We hope, you know, this was something useful. Oh, oh, not something useful, but really something useful. Um, <laughs> we measure our worth by our utility. So tell us this was useful. <laughs> A labor of love for the podcast listeners that are, you know, also trying to figure their own stuff out. Yes. So thanks, y'all. Thanks. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Working Within. We're ecstatic that you made it this far. If you liked what you heard, we'd really appreciate your reviews and shares. And if you want to become a monthly supporter, you can click the link in our episode description as well. As always, stay connected with us through our Instagram, working.within, and our website, workingwithin.net. We hope to see you again soon.